All right. <laughs> <clears throat> That's it. All right, Wash, your turn. <laughs> hey, I'm Wash. I play uh, Jebediah Peppermint, the, the crazy little mole. <laughs> Off to you, Jake. Hi, I'm Jake. I play Alan Wadrier, uh the the Azamar Barbarian. Whoa, I'm doing a weird noise. Grant, whoa, it's Trevor's turn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trevor. I play Zothkug, the Orc Cleric. And uh, no fun fact for you guys today. Uh, woo, I'm making a funny noise too on you, Josh. I'm Josh. I'm Josh, and I'm the DM. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so am I. <laughs> His name is my name too. <laughs> like the Friends episode where Joey finds his hand twin. It's like, no, we, we're gonna be famous. We have the same hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, now that we got all that out of the way, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. I, I should, I should say, uh, translate my weird sounds as I am, I am Matt. I play Fox, the changeling rogue, and I'm not, in fact, Josh. Did I already say that I'm a, I'm Matt? <laughs> <laughs> it's really important to Matt that you know that he's that. Matt. I'm Josh. I'm the Wing Badger Game Master. I'm I'm these four humans as God for the evening, and um, that nothing could possibly go wrong with that arrangement. I can't no. see anything that no. could possibly go bad for them. I'm gonna jump right into our adventure for the evening because we've got a lot of things happening all at once, and we're gonna start with one Jebediah Peppermint <clears throat> under the careful ministrations of Yeah the Mykonid Jeb. You wake up feeling healthy, well-rested, and powerful. It turns out that in all that time that Yaz has been away from your recent adventures, he's been wandering around Tumbleweb visiting apothecaries to see how plants can continue to advance the well-being of everybody after they finish their life cycle, and he is now an enthusiastically novice chemist. Avery, concerned for your well-being, has been fetching different herbs and plants for Yaz so that he can spend his time attempting to make different salves and medicines and things to help you heal. Uh, it's been... You know, about a full day since uh, you you got back and you were sick and and whatnot, and you're you're feeling great. Um, Avery's also got a closed for renovation sign placed on the front door. The reason for that becomes uh, instantly apparent uh, because it turns out you've awoken to a busy hive of activity in the Twilight Fox Inn. Your friends are nowhere to be seen, but Elaine Mollusk and Elliot Orchid, who after two days is looking much improved himself, have cleared out the common room, and they seem to have like half-assembled a bunch of stuff. There's a variety of strange tools and machines and whatnot scattered across the ground, uh, as well as an absolute minefield of like hardware components and, and also a handful of small cubes that pulse like a gentle orange. Everything else seems to be connected back to these cubes by strange ropes of boiled leather. Ah, you're awake. Perfect. I think there's a way we can help your companions, Elaine said to you. When you tried to get her to elaborate, she gave you many different variations on... No time. We'll, we'll talk on the way. We'll talk on the way. Having Franklin 
uh, Franklin Webb, your new hire, uh, distract the deputies at the front of the estate merely by driving past in your logo-bearing cipher truck. You and Elaine are able to slip inside, and together you climb to the top floor of her home, where you recently had a fight with her autonome, like a security sort of robot deal, a patrolling drone, if you will. The space has been mostly repaired since your antics by the same autonome, who immediately tries to attack you and doesn't let up until Elaine deactivates him with a wave of a strange red gem that she pulls from one of two pockets at the front of her brown halter neck dress. She then leads you to that same strange window that you had been examining on your last visit. It's like a mixture of frost and actual moving fog billowing through the window itself. And after about 30 minutes of tinkering with the absolute mess you made of her wall and the hot wire connecting it back to a cipher, she is able to reactivate what turns out to be her scry glass. Yeah, I use it to check in with department heads in other nations, she explains. But you might be able to use it to check in on your friends. But in order for this to work, you need some kind of connection to them. You know, a a portrait or one of their possessions or maybe a little bit of one of them. You know, like a hair. What do you got? Fox has long hair. Can I make a uh, make a a check of some kind to see if there is some sort of long hair that is entangled on uh, on Jeb's body somewhere? Yeah, go for it. All right, I'll make a long hair check. I rolled an 18. So you you've got a fox hair. Well, uh, will this work? I got a little well, I like and he like Jeb like recognizes the color and he like pulls it from from his his clothes and just like keeps pulling it and keeps pulling it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely one of Fox's. Well, then what you need to do is put that right in here. And just above the window, there is a little slot in the wall, which she pushes aside for you to put in spell components. So you put the hair in there. She closes it. And then she takes an ungodly stack of wingle digits. You realize just as she's using them that it's like probably 10 greater wingle digits in this stack that she shoves into the um, depression for the cipher and you see kind of a like a white noise staticky material in front of you kind of blocking your vision and then you see fox our rogue so let's jump over to fox fox you are in a bend in the tunnel There's an air pocket at the top of that C bend. And so you are like poked out the top so you can breathe. And you have reconnected with your mermaid friend, Willowtail, who you grew up with, lost connection with, and have just now found. My God, you go by Wes now? No, it's a, it's a code name. It's a, it's, it's so that. Yeah. Yes. No, that makes a lot more sense. Um, (laughs) okay. What are you doing here? I thought your plan was to like not get involved in adventures again. Wasn't that why you left when you stormed off? What is your plan? What do you mean? What is my plan? Do you know what you're, you are doing? Of course I know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out how many uh, soldiers are in this army and also how many more soldiers they're planning to construct before they do whatever it is that comes next. I'm going to be honest, because I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I just fell out of the roof, the sky, whatever this would be. And I I landed, I I went up on a table. It was a really big table. And, and I, I I met, I met my man again. How you doing back there? You, You swimming okay? Shale has like surfaced behind you, but he is not like participating in the conversation. He's kind of like frozen in place like like he can't believe that he found he found west and he also is like but where do we go next he's doing okay he's doing okay um just a a lot's happened okay recently um 
I, I didn't think I'd find you alive. Well, I didn't think I'd ever see you again. I thought you were dead. I wasn't dead. No, I, I, all I did was join the tribe's militia. I didn't, I didn't die. I just and I saw a bunch was of busy. dead mermaid in the rivers and then underdark. And well, y- yes. Okay. I, I, I understand what you're saying. You saw some dead people, but I, I was not one of them. I recognize who they were. They were chunks of dead people. Oh yeah. That was probably East. Um, by the way, East didn't make it. She says to Shale, Shale finally like recovers like, but, but East led us here. East was in the, East was back there. East, East directed us to here. How did, where, East? And he like spins around looking for East who led you down here. Did you see where she went? Fox? Uh, uh, can I, can I roll, uh, I'll purposely put on disadvantage to try to remember that. Cause I'm going to be honest right now. I don't think I'm in any mental state to remember shit. Sure. Volunteer the disadvantage for ultimate role play. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that would be, would that be perception? Yes. Something that'd else? be perception to see where she went. Okay. Well, in that case, it's a flat 10. You have no idea where she went. She was there. I, she was leading you. You followed her down here. You surfaced and she's gone now. I, I don't, it's not one of the, one of those other willow whatevers, right? Where's uh, the other no, one? No, the, the, the willow wisps are, are small glowing lights when they, they appear can. at all, they can turn invisible. So, but they don't, they don't take like corporeal forms. But that was like a, you just tell me we saw a ghost. Is that what you're telling me right now? No, I, I don't think we did see a ghost. I think we saw a living being. I just don't know where she went. So why? Okay. Uh, uh, West. Uh, why do you think East is dead? Uh, let's start. You know what? Yes, let's. We're going to figure this all out. I'm treading and water as you, in the yeah, freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you sit down to begin diving through the facts. Meanwhile, not too, too far away. Owlin and Zothkug, you have made it to the bottom of the well. And you are also standing with Shale, who was excited to see you. and uh, was like, oh, great. You're also here. Like, let's, let's go find your friend. We're going to figure out what's going on. Ahead of you stretches basically a long tunnel. So like the water, the well is fed by a waterfall. So waterfall is crashing down at the center. And then from that waterfall, there is a small river about five feet wide that's leading away from you. It's the only way to go. So it doesn't matter what direction, but in case you're the kind of person who cares, it's going south to each side of it. There's about a two, maybe three foot wide ledge that you can walk on. So you can either walk on the ledge or you can walk in the water, which is like shin high. The water is super duper cold. So if you're going to walk in the water, um, you're going to have to make a constitution save against the freezing cold all right i think we gotta go deeper yeah did you leave like last night like how did you only make it this far well i was scouting out the different entrances you know you you can get down here from both wells but the south well that i tried to come through first it doesn't connect to anything so i think only this one must connect to the actual lair so then i had to climb back out of there and then there was a bunch of down in the south like near elaine mollusk's estate there was a bunch of deputy activity like a bunch of different people were kind of looking around and trying to catch suspicious stuff i don't know what's going on up there but anyway so i had to make my way across town i sent my serval off to let you guys know what was happening because like hiding a giant cat is not as easy as hiding a halfling in a dark cloak and then i came over here and i had made my way down i've 
poked out just a little bit into this tunnel here, it stretches on for a really long way. So I came back here to uh, basically get some light, get some water and rest a little bit. And I had just woken up maybe an hour before you got here. And then I was about to go back into the tunnel and see if I can find West. That was an extra, okay, the, out of character. That was an extremely detailed response that kind of felt overly detailed. Can <laughs> Alan roll, uh, um, what, whatever the heck it is. Uh, Insight? Insight. Insight. Sure. Oh, 17. Uh, he seems legit. Okay. Um, Alan is like, uh, uh, I guess that does make sense. Um, well, yeah, uh, if you're ready uh, to lead venture the in, we may as well now. I don't want to waste any time. Then let's do it. Uh, who, go Fox, man. who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? If Shale's already been down this first. way, Shale should go first. I haven't gone very far this way, but we can at least we can at least walk in this direction. Um, you seem much more equipped to handle dark tunnels. He is, <laughs> um, he is walking ahead of you. Then, uh, what's the marching order here? We've got Shale, who's behind him. Zoth. Okay, and Alan bringing up the rear. Sure. Sh and you all have dark vision, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Yeah, I believe I do. So I don't need to pretend you can't see. Yep. Um, Okay, so you're walking down this tunnel. It stretches on further than your dark vision can reach. So even if you have dark vision 120, it still is further than that dark vision can reach. It's just, it seems like a naturally eroded tunnel that you're heading down. The ground is slick and grimy and, and kind of mucky like it was at Dig Site 6. Climbing up the walls is like, you know, the, the same kind of like slime or goo or whatever you want to call it. You can also see there's, you know, a little bit of it on the ceilings. It's just a real grimy, cold place to be. And as you begin walking down the tunnel towards whatever is ahead of you, a chill wind starts to pick up and it's not like a normal wind that you've experienced. It's like a single constant force that's blowing from the scent, like from whatever's ahead of you back towards the entrance you came from. And the further you walk, the stronger the force becomes until eventually you guys are going to need to make me some constitution saves versus a uh, level of temporary exhaustion related to the cold. There's a lot, been a lot of uh, exhaustion related is happening recently. Is that a yeah. save? Temperature Nine. related damages are 18. Okay, Alan, you have one level of temporary exhaustion related to the cold, which makes sense since you're the one who's like still not wearing pants as far as I know. So, <laughs> the <laughs> it's it's pretty darn cold. Um if you find a way to warm up, then you will no longer have this. It's not long before the drip 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 of kind of the different you know as as more and more slime is coating the walls and the ceilings you begin to hear it plopping down onto the surface of the water at your feet and also onto the kind of stone ledges to the sides of it um and the ledges you're noticing are getting steadily narrower they haven't forced you into the water yet but they're they're mm. getting narrower and narrower and narrower until at one point you are halted by shale who says, look, look up there. And he points up and you can see the whole roof is coated in slime. Um, but he points out that that section of slime that you're looking at right there. It's a green slime. It's it's an acidic, almost sentient creature. It, it's like an ooze. And if it if you walk underneath it, it's going to drop onto you and attack you. The these creatures are very common in the underdark and in the tunnels and the things that the Grey Watch patrol. Um, it's it's got basically its own blind sight like i said it's somewhat sentient and so it probably already knows we're here because we're within the range of its its senses um we're going to need to be really careful to avoid it there are a couple ways we can do this 
The first way we can do it is we can try and just run past and literally get by before it can detach itself from the ceiling. That'll probably work for one of us. Um, but for the others, we may wind up needing to either kind of get creative in how we hug the wall or find some way to like bottle it or capture it or I don't know, something like that to get by. How Uh, big is it? How many like square feet of it is it? Uh, it covers a five foot square, but that's still most of the width of the, the tunnel that you're in. Your tunnel is basically a five foot wide river with like two, three foot ledges. So Um, it's centered over the, over the river. So you can try and get around it on the ledges. If you can compress your whole body into the, into the three foot space that's there, which should be possible. I think we should try the ledges, man. Yeah, right. I think that may be the best option at this moment. Also, it, is there a chance that this green slime is somehow ensnared by the aboleth if it's existing kind of within this muck? I suppose it's possible. It would make a decent defense. Interesting. Let's see how we do. Um, Shale goes ahead of you and tries to like basically get past it. His foot slips on the ledge. And so right as a chunk of the slime detaches itself from the ceiling, he slips forward into the water and gets hit like on the back of his shoulder and it eats right through his cloak and like into some of his shoulder before it finally like fizzles out. Um, and he takes 11 points of damage and he just like, Ooh, catches his his balance and kind of crawls past it and gets to the other side are we safe uh, if it's already dropped down or is it only did it only like a drip a little no it like down? drops little chunks of the ooze oh, towards you so zoth you're next you can make uh, a dexterity save to attempt to get by uh, it and like hey shale man um does it eat through shields yes but probably not enough to eat through it if you're just quick jumping underneath it may damage your shield or sword or whatever though it can right. eat through wood and steel eventually. So Zoth, instead of trying to like scoot up against the leg ledge being like a, a slightly bigger dude, uh, he's going to pull out a shield that he never uses and just hold it above his head and just run under it. The acid attacks, the acid hits, your wooden shield literally like melts off of your arm. You actually take three points of damage because that's what's left over after it's done defending you. Um <laughs> So, but it's just like a slight, like a, you know, it like sizzles off a little bit of orc hair. It's not like a, you know, it doesn't eat into your shoulder like his did. All right, Alan, your turn. Alan is, uh, <sighs> <laughs> he says as he shakes the, the, the melting shield <laughs> exactly. off of his forearm. <laughs> Alan is gonna, and he's gonna, he like kind of looks at the, at the side where, where, uh, Shale tried to kind of dexterously, make it through and he kind of just knows that he does not have the light footedness to do that. So Alan is going to like step back kind of like into like a sprinter's stance and kind of go like, and then just try to run through as fast as he can. Okay. So you're just going to try and make it miss you. Basically I'll have it roll the attack with disadvantage and boy, that disadvantage saved you. You make it through before it's able to drop on you. It doesn't hit you. Sweet. So, um, yeah, you're on the other side of it now. And from the other side, you realize that there's like a small uh, stone platform that's been laid across the river where all of you are now standing. It's like a very deliberate 15 foot stretch of hallway where um, there's like safe ground to stand on and everything like that. Um, Shale says, I, oh, my shoulder. Can someone else go first for a little bit? Ugh. Uh, Alan Let says, me help uh, with that. I'm going to use one of my uh, healing kits on him. 
uh, as an action, you can spend one use of a healer's kit to tend to a creature and restore 1d6 plus 4 hit points to it, plus additional hit points equal to the creature's maximum number of hit die. The creature can't regain hit points from this feat again until it finishes a short or a long one. 5 on the d6, plus 4 is 9, and then whatever is hit die. Nice. So you basically undid all that damage. You put like a salve on it, and you wrap it up, and you know, whatever. Thanks, man. That was that was great. Um, let's... what I'm here for, man. Let's keep going. Does one of you want to go forward, or do you want him to be in the front still? You're now Owl, further Owl, than he's been. Owlin can, uh, can get in front. Uh, okay. He'll suggest that, like, uh, it may be best since you, you know, should... You know of this cavern somewhat or at least you've been farther than we have if you want to stay in the middle we can uh and zal can bring up the rear so then roll a perception to spot dangerous things ahead of you or friendly things yeah or friendly things to spot things 17 you are the only one who notices that um about halfway across this 15 foot stretch of stone before the river continues there's just like a faint shimmer in the air, like heat waves or uh, if you've ever seen like a mirage in the desert or anything, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like that. Alan will uh, like stop the group and then try to like point like, you know, point it out. I don't think I've seen anything like that before. Shale says, do you recognize it? Uh, can Alan like roll something to see if he can like Arcana? Are or you something? trained in Arcana? Uh, no, I don't have proficiency in it, but I have a decent bonus. Um. You can, can roll, roll with disadvantage. Arcana. Okay, well, yeah, Zoth is trained in Arcana. Zoth, you roll it. Oh, that's only a 10. Alan only got a 5. Neither of you is fully sure what it is, although you're both confident that it's some kind of magic thing. Like, it, it's definitely not natural, you know? Is there a pebble around on the ground? Sure. I'm going to throw a pebble at it. The pebble soars right through it and clatter clatters on the other side. Oh, no, my cousin. Oh, yeah, let's cut back to Jebediah for a second here. Elaine says to you, now here's the crazy part. Check this out. And she um, shows you embedded into the wall, which it looks like it's part of the frame of the glass that you're scrying through. There's like a series of um, like gemstones. But one of them, she like flips it open and it's like a little hidden keystone. And inside mm -hmm. you can put in some uh, ciphers and she says you can use this for sending so you can actually talk to the people down there in brief messages so if you wanted to like check in on your friends or whatever if you've got some way to connect to them we could we could reposition this and, and talk to them or if you want to talk to fox or whatever you'd like to do sure um i'll uh he's like you, you... when she pulled that huge stack of wingle dig digits was it's like from a, a box or something like around there yeah Jeb, Jeb will just reach in there and grab the appropriate amount of Wingle digits and pop it in there, and he's going to cast Sending um, to Fox. That's who he's been watching from, you know, yeah. this point in time. So we'll cut back to Fox. Hey, Fox, I just woke up, and everybody was gone. Um, where you at, man? Do you need help? And how can I get to you? Uh, uh, Shale, do, do we need help? I mean... It'd be nice to have some help getting out. Do you know a way out, West? West goes. I think. I think I can get us out. Can you else? Can you guys hear the voice, or can am I the only one who can hear the, the Jeb's voice? <laughs> yeah, Jeb, that's what comes back to you. <laughs> I grab another stack of Wingle digits and just like plunge it, plunge it in there. Hey, but pup, uh, you're the only one that can hear me. So. Oh, great! I really hope this is I. Shale, I have to warn you now, I might be hallucinating. Where are the other guys? I'm sorry, Wes. I'm sorry. Uh, so there's a voice talking into my head that sounds a lot like 
our companionship. And just in case this is somehow real, I will. I'm going to respond, and it's gonna it's gonna look crazy. Okay. Um, I don't know Jeb where they're at, and I don't know necessarily where I'm at. I am here with Shale and 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 uh, West, which is evidently her code name. Can I can I call you by your real name? Is that is that allowed? Yeah. Yes, you can call me my real name. All right, it, this is Willow. Okay. Nice to meet you, Willow says to nobody. I, I'm glad you're handling this. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm having Jeb a really hard time. He's like, I am the actual Jeb. We robbed a bank together. <laughs> Just kidding. Wink. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're... I mean, that's pretty good if it's my own brain. But just in case it's not... <laughs> um, uh, uh, my brain's making jokes to me, Wes. Uh, I think that's 25 words. <laughs> I think that's what you get back. Only 25 <laughs> words at a time go through this spell. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry, Elaine. And he just, like, grabs another snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah, listen, no, I... Pop. Uh, uh, listen. This yes. is important. Are you in danger? Where are you? I'm here to help. Where are the others? Oh. Okay. I'll answer that in reverse. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we probably do need help. Probably not immediately in a lot of danger, but we're in. Okay, cut off. Cut off it, but we're in. Okay, um, he, he obviously has no idea what's going, like, Jeb is detecting frazzled. Um, <laughs> so I think the best way to help Fox is to try to find the other guys. Um, do you want to swap scenes or can I, can I try to, uh, no, like let's, scry let's, on? Yeah, let's, let's scry on the other guys. Um, we, we just need, uh, something that connects you to them, you know, a, a likeness or, or a piece of them or whatever, you know, do you have, do you have anything like that? A possession of theirs oh. maybe? Oh yeah. Oh, Zoth's dang. right foot. <laughs> <laughs> they have, yeah. No, I don't think I do. Hmm. You can try it without the connection. There's just a chance that it won't work. Yeah, we'll just have to. We'll just. It's have only to give ten thousand wingle digits. Let's give it a shot. And she pulls out a stack <laughs> of ten greater wingle digits, shoves them back into the thing, and goes. Now focus really, really hard on one of your companions that you want to connect to. Who are you focusing on? Okay, I, I I need somebody. I need somebody who is who is good with being straight to the point. He's like thinking back to to Fox and, and like, you know, the the lots of words to describe a very simple concept. He's like, I I need somebody clinical. Somebody accurate. Um, let's go with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to focus on Alan as hard as you can. Tell me the mental picture you have of Alan. Jake, you're <laughs> going to tell us how close it is to what Alan looks like right now, and I'm going to use that to determine the DC of the... And what did we, what did we just do downstairs? We're, we're heading we're heading in from... For, okay, oh, yeah, okay, not sorry. like the position he's in. I mean, like, his clothing and his appearance oh, and his okay. height and all. You know, I, w I want a description okay. of Alan that Jeb remembers. Sure. I'm going to... Je Jeb is going to, to, to pull back into his memories 
and remember the time when we were traveling um with that with that band of uh of mercenaries you know like there were there were other soldiers and it was like the first time jeb got to see Allen with his his like his old war buddies and and see him in like his natural environment um and uh, and that time when when jeb kind of like talked to them and they kind of they kind of connected a little bit so really more instead of more focusing on his clothes and stuff just like focusing on Allen's face and his and his mannerisms and uh and like Owlin himself describe his describe his face and his mannerisms i want to know what Ooh. you see yeah long flowing hair um a a, a a jaw that can change the like a jawline that can change the world um <laughs> stoic a stoic nose um deep cerulean eyes that you can get lost in and um, the beefiest buttocks that you <laughs> possibly describe. Jake, how close is that to Alan? That's 100% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> actually, wait, what color did you say his eyes were? I said blue. They're actually gold. All Interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to use that to take it from an 8 to a 10. It was going to start at 8, but we got one thing wrong. So uh, the DC to beat is 10. It's a wisdom save or a wisdom check, I should say. All right. Um, I rolled a 16 plus zero for wisdom. Okay, 16 plus a zero for wisdom. So you rolled high enough. You are basically an invisible sensor within 10 feet of Alan. You can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there. The sensor moves with Alan, remaining within 10 feet for the duration. Um, and that's your current circumstance. Obviously, you can't speak through it, but you have sending for that. So you can now this see... Is- Go ahead. This is kind of this is kind of like Stranger Things, right? Where it's just like this black inky void, and it's just just Alan right there. Like I can't see any uh, like of his surroundings or anything like that. It's like just him, isolated from the world, right? Um, no, you can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there. Is the description oh. of this spell? So you are okay. basically within ten feet of Alan in the confines of this tunnel. You're probably closer, but you're. It's kind of like a third-person video game, is the way I picture it, where you're like centered behind his shoulders, looking forward. Is kind of how I imagined it working. Okay. Um, so, so that means that I w- like I would have been able to see West and Shale next to Fox. Well, uh, since you're asking, you would have been able to see them, but you didn't. Interesting. Okay. Um, Uh, And then then with Owlin, I do see... You do see Shale. Shale. Yep. And and you see see the shimmery wall in front of him. And that he's in like a a rock tunnel thing. Okay. Um, Hey, I'm stack of wingle digits. I'm going to cast Sending um, on Owlin. Hey, Alan, um, this is Jeb. I'm casting a spell that lets me talk a lot further. Fox is in trouble, and I don't know where. And it cuts off. Alan will, uh, is the... How, does Alan know how sending works? Like, is does Alan's response begin with the next words he says after he receives it? Yes. And he knows that? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. This is a spell they probably use in the military. Okay. We are in the tunnels beneath the south well. We are attempting to find Fox and rescue him again. 
with shale. Shale scouted to he- with shale. That's 25. Okay, yep. Uh, and then Alan will turn to the rest of the party and say, uh, I, I believe uh, uh, Jeb is sending a, a sending spell to us to communicate from where I'm not sure, but I would guess it has something to do with Elaine Mollusk. That makes sense. I'm familiar with the sending spell. I used it on Fox earlier. Uh, can Wait, could you use it now? To Fox? Yes, so we could find him. I only got two casts of it. I, and did you already use them? Not yet. I'm just letting you know. Oh, okay. In case we want to save them for another time. Or well, we need, I, know, I, I, Alan will turn to Shale and be like, I believe now would be a good time to use them as we don't know exactly where he is. Yeah, I mean, if he knows where he is, it, you described it as he was just teleported out of a room, right? Uh... I guess. That's the case, and he probably doesn't know where he is. That may be the case, and in fact, then that may not I think it's likely that if he's been captured by the Aboleth, he's down here somewhere. Fair. Well, we should trek on, and if Jeb... Jeb... Do I think what? The the shimmering is the Aboleth doing. I'm certain of it. Yes, I, I, I would think so. If Jeb communicates with us again, we may have a chance to ask him whether he's communicated with Fox. So Jeb, you've been hearing and seeing all this. Okay, yeah, because I can, I can. Right, because you can see over his shoulder. So as soon as he turns to talk to them, you can see his friends as well. Yeah. Uh, Can we? uh, Should we wait for Jeb? You know, he knows where we are. I'm not sure. How do we know he knows where we? You just told him, didn't you? I need to know where you are so I can get there and help. Also, Fox thinks he's with Shale and his mermaid friend. Alan will turn to Shale. But I don't see them. I just see Fox talking. Alan, um... Have a good well, time. Have a good time. <laughs> Alan will kind of jump and look at Shale. Uh-huh. I think and, we all need to be like, bopped on the head. He knows that. He knows that. Um, if he can't see that version of Shale, plus he kind of he he uh, kind of checked on. He insight checked Shale earlier and felt like he was telling the truth about earlier. So uh, he's not suspicious of this Shale. Um, that is worrying. Perhaps behind this shimmer, and Alan will kind of gesture. He doesn't know for sure that that uh, that Jeb can see, but he's just kind of like, it's just like, hopefully he can. Maybe he can. I bet this looks really funny to your two companions. Yeah. Just like <laughs> perhaps behind this shimmer is an illusion of some kind. That should we wait for you? We are under the South Tunnel. Uh, under the south well, Alan will turn to to Shale, kind of like hoping north for well. more direction. The north, north well. well. And then kind of look at Shale like, is there more that I should tell him? There's only one the, way to go. Like, under the, the north well. Yeah, we're the under the ooze. north. There's only one path. Tell him about the ooze. Oh, yeah, there's there, an ooze. <laughs> there is an ooze to dodge. 
I think I so I lost count of your words. Okay. I think in a legitimate, not making it up way, I think there is is as far as yeah. that sentence got. I think that's where we hit twenty five words. Jeb would have heard it though through the. Uh, through oh, the you're right, because he's crying too. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like you had it in stereo and then you lost one headphone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um. One last slam of. Uh, message mm -hmm. or or sending towards towards Owlin. Yeah. I'm coming to you. Bum bum bum. Should I bring anything? I'm going to check in on Fox one more time before I do. Bring anything to help evade or kill or counteract Aboleth magic. Is that out loud, Alan? Yes. Uh, tell him to bring more healing kits, too. And more healing kits, too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, so um, can you drop by the, you know, the five guys <laughs> on the way here? <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to try and cast Scry one more time on Fox. I, I, I presume it doesn't use up the hair. It just uses it as a... Uh, right. The like focus a, like is... You point. just have to switch out yeah. what the focus is. So you pulled it out when you scryed on Owl, and now you can put it back in. Okay. Um, so I'm going to Scry back, on, back to Fox. Um, what do I, what do I see Fox doing? Do you want to scene with him? Yeah, sure. Um, so we'll jump back down to Fox, but first I'm going to describe this time exactly what you see. You have dark vision, so you can see the faintest outline of Fox, and you can see that he's surrounded by dusty darkness. You don't see a way in or a way out, and you don't see any light coming into the cell. To you, he appears to be curled up like almost like a cat, like sleeping on the floor. Fox. You are in the bend of the tunnel with, um, oh, what? yeah, you're in the bend of the tunnel with, um, with Willow, your mermaid friend and shale and Willow is saying, I think there's a way out. And I think if we're quick, I think we might be able to get there before your friends get hurt. Yeah. I'll, I'll follow your lead. Okay, great. Let's, let's go this way. And she immediately starts swimming down the tunnel as she begins swimming down the tunnel. Um, and Fox follows her which Jeb, you don't see what he's seeing. So you don't see the tunnel or anything, but you do see that Fox begins crawling forwards. You can't see where he's going um, because it's too dark for you to make out. You thought it was right. walls around him, but he's crawling somewhere. He's crawling forward to something. Willow leads you through this tunnel. It's only a few minutes. You, you don't have to worry about holding your breath for too long, um, but she leads you to the, the base of it. And she goes, they're using this to cool some machinery and you're now at a grill where the water is kind of pouring through the grill and it's landing on top of some kind of artificer's construction that seems to be really hot because the water immediately is turning to steam and then underneath there's another channel that's catching the water and it's being pumped out of the room she says but if you look over on that side there's a way to get out it's connected to where they're bringing in whatever it is they're working on and as she points further in the room you can now see that beyond the this like machine room or boiler room or whatever it is beyond this, there is a massive warehouse sized cavern, perfectly square, perfectly lit as if by the daylight spell with assembly line machinery in it. And the assembly line, it's like conveyor belts covered in different 
um, mechanical pieces and, and other equipment. And by the end of the assembly line, they have put together what look like um, large hunting dogs, except that they're fully machine is coming off of one assembly line and the other one is coming off with humanoids of some kind. And they're all, they're, you know, covered in spikes and they have different weapons that are being affixed and attached to them. I think this is where they're building their army. But first, to get you out, look over on the far end and just beyond all those conveyor belts, you can see like a massive garage door where they're uh, assumedly bringing in the raw materials. Like it's like a loading dock, like components are coming in. I, I, don't do land, so I don't know where that leads, but that's where everything comes from. So I think if you go out that exit, you should be able to find your way back to the surface. What about you, Willow? I'm doing my job. You are a, a casualty of your situation. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, all right, I, I may be a casualty of my situation, but I, I, I'm not here out of a coincidence. Yeah, but you didn't want anything to do with all this stuff. You always wanted out of all that. This, this, this literally relates to the gods. You wanted out of all that stuff. Willow, we haven't talked in a long time. Okay? Uh, you're not wrong, okay? And I'm, I'm still questioning why I'm doing a lot of the things I've been doing, but... Fox is speaking aloud, Jeb, just to, mm -hmm. no, to no one. I... <clears throat> I've, I've already... <sighs> I, I can't give up on the people I'm with. I, and I, it is important. And you're, it is with the gods, gods, damn it. It's not what I wanted, but it's where I ended up. And I'm not going to just back out of it now. I'm way too deep in this, Willow. I can't, I can't. Well, maybe I can lead them back to you. What if we leave a sign so that they don't, because they're, if, if they're as close to you as you say they are, they're going to come looking for you. So if we leave some kind of sign for them, maybe they won't, maybe they won't come down here. Maybe they'll meet you at, you know, wherever you're, you're trying to meet. I mean, but where would they even find me? Like, how would they, how would they know to look, where to look? Well, I, I don't know. Um, there's, and she turns to Shale. How did you find him? Oh yeah, I know his friends. Uh, I I left them a note before I came down here. Uh, I I sent it so they know they know at least the general gist of where I'm going. She goes, okay, so then they probably know you're down here, right? That's to you, Fox. I I guess. Sorry, yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking. Um, if that's true, then if I leave, what if they're already down here? Mm, I see what you're saying. Well, we, we can check. There's more of these more of these tunnels. Like they have other machines that need cooling. We might be able to look in the different parts of the of the space here. Wait, what do you think? Wait, wait, wait. If I was captured by the Abolith, mm -hmm. why was I set free? How was I set free? Did one of you do that? Didn't the glowing blue light set you free? The little is that spirit? What Willow, Willow's wisps? The, 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 those things? Is that what they can do? Can I, they interact with things? I don't. I mean, they can in some very few circumstances interact with things, but I was, I was down here. I didn't see it happen. 
Shale, do you know anything about this? Nah, dude, I didn't find you. What if me escaping is a part of the Abolith's plan? You have disbelieved enough and believably so to roll a wisdom save. I was about to be like, whoa, let's fail this save. But, but, we're going to turn that back mm, 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 and say, whoa, let's pass this save at a 19. Did you roll with your cold disadvantage? Yes, because the other roll was a nat 20. <laughs> hey oh, hey nice. You're looking at her and she says, what, why are you... Why are you becoming so so disbelieving all of a sudden? What exactly is going on with you? What what are, I'm what? trying to I'm trying to explain to you. You need to stay. I'm trying to help you get back to your friend. It's going to stay where you are. But suddenly your mind is free and you are awake and aware. Jeb, you see Fox just curl up and start start shrieking and, and crying and, and whatever it is that's going on. You still have no idea where he is, no indication of what's going on, but he's like real freaked out. Um, cast sending. Uh-huh. Hey, pup. It's okay. Oh, God. It's All right. okay. No, stop. Hey, stop. Hey. Voices, voices in my head. Stop. I'm here for you, Fox. You're not a pup anymore. You got this. And I'm coming for you. I'm not going to let you go again. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to figure something out. Uh, can I, can I, can I perceive my surroundings? Yeah, roll perception. I don't have any of those items I got last session, nope. do I? You sure don't. <laughs> so I guess roll a disadvantage because you're in the dark again. <laughs> Is that double disadvantage then? Uh, no, I don't think... No, I don't think you need to roll it with double disadvantage. Okay. That is a 16 then. Dang. Um, you are... You're awake and you're determined to use your presence of mind. Um, you are in a small cell not unlike the the vertical capsule pod things in the matrix like a just a, a cylinder of stone basically that you are in there's no door in or out there's no screen or anything on the front of it like no glass screen on the front of it to see through on the on the floor of the cell is absolute darkness and you realize that you have crawled some maybe three maybe four feet the cell itself is probably 10 feet in diameter um, there is a teeny teeny amount of light coming from the the roof where you can see um what must be a couple of like slits for air to ventilate through but you have no idea where the actual light is coming from it's like residual indirect light from something somewhere and it's i mean we're talking like darker than a zippo lighter you know like not hardly any light at all just enough that you can tell it's there um and that's all that you can see okay Okay, um, survival training, right, and for waking up in the stone cell with no escape, right, after uh, having a crazy mind-melting dream, and what's this in your head? All covered in the books, I'm sure. Uh, I lick my finger and hold it up. Do I feel any part of my finger colder than the rest of it? <laughs> no, um... You you don't. But on the bright side, you are no longer cold exhausted. Um, it turns out that as the mind effects wear off, 
the like cold sweat that your body had been emitting, which is all that was making you cold before is starting to dry and you are kind of stabilizing. Okay. 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 You don't hear anything either. Like, I mean, you know, we're talking silence and darkness of the tomb here. It fucks. Voices in my head are not real. Voices in my head are not real. I'm real. This is Jeb. I'm with Elaine Mollusk, and I'm using a scrying spell to see you. I can see what's around you. Okay, I was going to ask, tell me something I don't know, because I'm pretty sure mind-melting stuff would tell me stuff I do know. So I guess... You passed that question? Um, We've done questionable... What can I do to prove myself to you? Uh, do, do you have a plan? I think no. No, but I'm <laughs> working on one. You know, that, that sounds a lot better because the other voices in my head had a plan. So... I mean, I always have a plan, but you know how it takes like a couple seconds for me to come up with one and they're dubious at best. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, whether you're the voice in my head or Jeb, uh, I, I have, I really have no option, but to believe you, cause what else am I going to do in a, this scenario? So yeah, talk away, Jeb. Um, I need to know something that you had on your, like, I, you don't have your gear with you. I need to know something that you had that was very unique to just you. Like, did you have a bracelet or a locket or a special coin that you kept in your boot or something like that? While Fox thinks about that to have his continuing conversation with Jeb, <laughs> we'll jump back to Alan and um, Zothkug, who are with Shale at the Shimmery Wall, trying to decide what to do next. All right. Well, I think we should definitely wait for Jeb. But in the meantime, I'm going to figure this shimmer out, and I'm going to take out a plant leaf mm-hmm. and cast Detect Magic. Mm. Oh, it's magic. Um, kind of magic. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there, but it's it. You definitely detect some magic. <laughs> Have um, you seen the movie Annihilation? No. Nope. Oh, well, that's what this is reminding me of. It's evocation magic. That's mm, that's bad. What's evocation again? It's like what burns stuff up, like damage stuff. Yep, hmm. and just a little bit of abjuration as well. Ooh. Which is protection magic. I will relay Any schools this. of magic brought to you by Jeb. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I will relay this to um, Alan and Shale. I'm like... That this... doesn't sound good. Um, mm-hmm. However, it is not illusion magic, which takes away my first thought with the fact that it seemed like... And perhaps... the rock went through okay. Yeah, this is it... true. Did the rock look like scorched or steaming or anything when it went through? No, absolutely no change to the rock. Okay. Perhaps. That worries me. It does worry me as well. Um, 
Hmm. A part of me is tempted due to the constraints of time to just kind of say, screw it and go fortify our minds and just kind of walk through. But also waiting for Jeb does sound like a smart idea because Jeb generally has a plan for things such as this. You said uh, you said it was like a, a platform that spans across, Josh? Yeah, it's so remember you're in basically a tunnel with a river at the center of it that's like five feet wide and then a little ledge on the side. This is just a full width, so it's the full 10 feet like bridge thing, like a plank that's been laid on top of those two ledges so that you don't have to step in the water for 15 feet. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the river continues. Got it. Hmm. What if... What if we swam underneath the platform? Would that... I don't know if magic is bound by any specific floor level. Um, does it go, like, floor to ceiling? Uh, it does in the... Yeah, in the space you're looking in, it goes floor to ceiling. Okay. I highly doubt that the it doesn't go through the water. Fair enough. Hmm. I'm gonna... gonna Do you have thoughts, Shale? the shimmer i feel like we're go ahead trevor sorry uh stick a pinky just like a pinky on the edge see if i feel anything different as soon as your pinky breaks the plane of you know of the shimmery wall you feel on the other side of it that strange wind that constant force wind stops um like the the wall is almost emitting the wind it seems like um it's very cold and and not like dangerously cold, but it's it's chilly. Like you've kind of submerged your hand in ice water, but on the other side, it's it's fine. It doesn't seem to have any other harm or or danger occurring to you. Well, um, it appears that this is the cause of the wind, and on the other side of it, it is normal. Ah, well, perhaps we are simply maybe uh, that's the evocation. Dilly dilly dallying for nothing. Yes. Well, I, I say we step through. Should we continue? Yes. I thought we were going to wait for Jeb, though. I mean, at least we know what this is now. I mean, this hole so far has only been one path. Like, he'll know. That is correct. It's not like he can lose us in this. Alrighty. We All right. Forward. Who's going first? Zoth, you're in front right now. Are you going yeah. through first? Okay. I'll go through This first. happens to all of you, but for Zothkug, as as soon as your head breaks through the plane of the, uh, the, the shimmery wall, you hear a... in the back of your head but otherwise no other effects to you. This happens to the others of you as well. When you walk in, you just hear that same kind of, and then you're, you're in, um, and, and the wind is gone. And in front of you, there's about 120 feet longer of tunnel before some room opens up in the end. And that 120 feet comes to life specifically in front of you. You see whirling like scythes dropping out of the ceiling and crossing the tunnel. As you watch, they start out really slow, like the machine hasn't done anything in a while, but they're slowly picking up speed the longer that you watch them as well. So, um... Quick, someone pop me. I don't I don't believe we're in the Aboleth's control yet. I don't know if it, that it works that way. I had to be contacted, put into contact with the Aboleth or with someone else under the Aboleth's control for that to happen. Shale just walks up and backhands you where you are. Um, assuming you don't try to resist, he's just nope. going to hit, so he'll just roll damage. Yep. Uh, two points of damage as he backhands you, and nothing changes. Nothing changes? Nothing changes. Okay. See? Uh, one thing 
I have two schools of thoughts on this as we enter. As this you're talking, Shale scenario. also backhands you for one point of damage. It's nothing. Just, it's not. It, it it's not necessary. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna bop Shale. <laughs> you bop. So Shale's like looking at Alan and hits him, and then you bop him on the top of the head because he's a halfling. It's just a slappy fight. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> Shale what takes. What I'm trying to say is there are two different ways of thinking about this. We could either. <laughs> continue on because we're already essentially in the app playing into the abolith's hand and we may as well see how that plays out or because that's assuming that the abolith will get its way no matter what or b we can literally just leave now and come up with some other plan of attack to do something else because it may be hopeless just walking into what the abolith wants us to do we should wait for jeb at least fox yes. in your cell you suddenly hear the distant soft rumble of machinery activating all right all right um I, okay, so the only thing I can think of, uh, uh, Jeb, is, is I had a letter. Um, I, was that was that the letter that we got ripped in half that Jeb like held onto and and read half of it? Yes, dude, that's absolutely <laughs> the case. Okay. Um, Jeb's eyes light up and he turns to Elaine. Elaine. Yes. I don't know how to do it. But I know that there's a spell. I've I've seen some notes about it in my journal here for locating an object. Would you happen to have something put together or a scroll of something like that or some sort of device that I that we can load that into um to to locate an object? Hmm. It'll need some tinkering. I have a device for locating cipher trucks before we sell them, like in case they get stolen. But I, I've never used one to just locate a general object. Let's, uh, yes, we, we can, we can tinker with that. I think that can be arranged. Um, I would like to tell Fox I'm heading towards that letter and that letter I presume is near you. So I'm coming for you. Wait, I haven't even looked at myself this entire time. Yeah. You're um, dressed as a princess. <laughs> I don't have any of my stuff on me. Um, shoot. But you do have the princess's clothes on, and she's probably got pins and, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to start, like, looking around for anything that looks very unique pin-wise. Like, maybe um, a part of the clothing, like a bracelet or something. So she had a bunch of gold ringlets that she wore on her arms, and um, each of the wrists... I guess those are just bracelets. Each of the bracelets of of that set, because there's three on each arm, each of the bracelets has um, like a dwarven script written into the side of it. As far as I know, you don't read dwarven, but it still is like real fancy looking. Um, uh, Jeb, wait, I don't have that on me. Um, I'm still in the disguise. I, I, I had to take off everything when I went into the disguise. I don't have anything on me. Um... Bracelets. I'm wearing bracelets that the Dwarven Princess wore. Same exact ones. And Jeb, you can see them, like, Hold through your up. scry. Yeah. Hold it up. Can you see them? I'm going to take a second to just study it. Spin it around. Let me see the other side. Okay. All right. I, I can't bring this spell with me. So once I leave here, I can't see you but just know I'm coming for you. And you know, I'm going to... I'll, I'll wait for Fox to respond, and then I'm going to cut cut it off. 
Okay. All I can say is, uh, thanks, Jeb, and good luck. Effort. I hope Kelnor sends you good vibes. You turn to the left, having cut off your scrying communication, and Elaine Mollusk is sitting cross-legged on the floor of her office. Remember, they're kind of connected by like a, a pseudo wall. Um, she's sitting cross-legged with like the guts of some technology like sitting on her lap and she's got like a screwdriver tucked behind one ear and like a monocle that's making her eye like magnify over the other like straight up you know like iron man building a new yeah. thing in the ruins of a say, terrorist camp right yeah. yeah just like pulling different pieces together um and um, there's you I'm know wires like next to her and yeah. flip open the book flip open jeb's uh grandpa's journal to the page where he saw uh locate object awesome um, is it it's a second level spell, so it's well within Jeb's capability of learning. Yeah. He just didn't decipher this one and add it, you know, to his repertoire. Yeah. So um, she's still like ripping it apart and, and putting the different pieces together. She suddenly like snaps her fingers and a, um, a little pinch of sacrium combusts in her hand. She goes, this is sort of like making fire. And she uses it to solder some stuff together and she bends the thing around and then she finally opens it up and she goes, all right, all right. So see those, see those runes that are written on the page there. You're going to inscribe those on here. Okay. And she hands you um, a quill, but coming out of the quill is like a, a literal, like a stream of molten sacrium. She goes, so just, just, uh, just inscribe that right on here. Yep. I guess that's an arcana check. Yes. That's a 16 plus nine. So 25. You do a great job uh, inscribing the rune. And as soon as you do, you can tell that it worked because all of the different pieces that she's arranged around it snap shut as if drawn by magnets. And the it's created like a, a small um, square pyramid. And the top of the pyramid twists off like it it's a corkscrew you twist off the top of the pyramid and then you whisper the thing you're looking for into it push wingle digits in behind what you've whispered and close it again and then the pyramid spins in a circle in your hand and when you flip it over the square has a revealed location of the object to you so you can, while you're holding it, you sense the direction of the object, just like the spell works. You sense the direction to the object's location. Um, and if the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. Um, this thing also gives you uh, just like a, a general picture of the item. So you can see like the item that you're locating in case it's the right thing. Welcome back, Big Steel. Um, that's that sounds like like a thing that you hear like on comms like you get back to friendly territory <laughs> welcome back big steel um, anyway so that's what happens and you you can successfully locate the um the the ringlet that the princess described to you or the fake princess described to you mm. elaine says here take these and she hands you um like 10 full sets of wingle digits necessary to run it so you can cast the spell 10 times using those wingle digits all right jeb stands up he shakes Elaine's hand, mm -hmm. clasps his uh, his book closed, and um, casts a new spell. Does he know about how far he is from the north well? Yes, uh, he is almost next to the south well. So he's got to cross the entire downtown of Tumbleweb to get there. You don't want to go that way. Elaine Mollusk turns around and she picks up the same device, but not like not pulled apart or gutted or anything 
she turns it over and you can see that it's locating cipher trucks. She goes, take one of these. And she pushes a button on it and you can hear underneath the estate, you hear the vroom of an engine <laughs> rev up. She goes, these ones are prototypes. Try not to scratch them. And then she tosses you the, the pyramid and says, just push that button again when you're done. They'll drive um, home. <laughs> he, he pushes the button again and turns it off. Okay. Tucks it into his pack. Mm-hmm. And says, thank you kindly. But I have a few tricks of my own. He pulls out his blunderbuss and and it gives it a, a like a little a little twist and this little like crank pops out the side and he's like choo, 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 cranks mm-hmm. it up a little bit and as he does these two little flaps fold down on the side and he sets it on the ground and he stands on both of the flaps like like almost like he's like like their pedals on a bicycle and so he's kind of like holding it down between his legs and he's standing on the flaps and he's going to cast fly <laughs> which gives him a dash speed of 200 uh, of 120 <laughs> feet and he just like a rocket out the window and uh and just whoom, heading as the as the crow flies to the north well you glance over at elaine mollusk and faster than you would have believed as possible i did roll for this faster than you believed as possible she has an accurate to scale sketch of your blunderbuss and a bunch oh. of hypothetical notes written around the outside of it about how it might work you rocket out the top floor of her estate. She's even kind enough to open the window for you instead of you having to smash the wall of her office. Uh, and you fly across the top of Tumbleweb. You don't need to worry about rolling a stealth check because people don't actually look up very often uh, in an underground like city. So you, no one looks up. Nobody sees you. You zoom across. And after a minute, I think what you're looking for is exclamation mark recap chat. She zooms across and gets or you zoom across and get even with the waterfall and then you can go straight down if you want i mean flying is flying so you can go straight down and get into the tunnel got it for an hour and and he is getting to fox as quickly as possible so he's just like iron manning across the city and then zoom straight down the well Okay, you zoom straight down the well, find yourself in the same room that the others started in. Now, they're about 200 feet away from you, so your dark vision can't quite see to them. But as a reminder, at the base of the waterfall, there is a shallow pool, and then there's only one direction to go, but it stretches off in that direction as like a really light river. Um, It probably began as erosion and then was extended because it was convenient by whatever entity made this this area down here so it's just a you know a five foot wide kind of steady trickle basically and it's it's fairly shallow it's you know maybe half a foot maybe a foot tall there's two little ledges on the side as a dirt folk you are able to pretty easily just walk on the ledges to the side so you don't have to worry about getting your feet oh that's right you're flying um the tunnel's not that tall like it's seven you know seven or eight feet tall it's it's just enough to be traversable um but you are three feet tall yep so you're flying down the tunnel um what's your are you still dashing or are you flying at normal speed well this has kind of started to close in a little bit so he's he's slowed down to to 60 feet which is just his regular movement when he's flying okay um and he's gonna he's gonna pull out the locate object um cipher which gives uh it starts to pull and ping if he's within a thousand feet okay the objects within a thousand feet of him okay um it's not within a thousand feet of you but you are going the right direction um you also as you're looking at it you need to make a dc 10 dexterity save oh because like paying attention to it versus him because you zoomed underneath the green ooze oh yeah 
<laughs> um, that was he's going real fast. 15. Okay, yeah. So you hear like a plop behind you as the ooze falls onto the ground, um, but nothing oh, yeah. else happened. And now I you can see that. the others in front of you. Um, they are on the other side of the shimmery wall, which you can also now see, and in front of them is like a hallway of horrors looking deal with scythe blades spinning from the ceiling for the first 80 feet, and then after that you can see pillars that are just slamming down the full width of the hallway for another however many it's hard to tell from this distance maybe 30 maybe 50 more feet um and then beyond that a little bit more stretch of hallway with nothing in it and they're standing there trying to figure out what to do as you arrive okay here's what we're gonna do um jeb's gonna blast down the tunnel as he's go as between the uh the ooze and the guys um has he felt a pull on the cypher yet so hang on because if he's gonna blast down the tunnel i need him to roll initiative okay well, no, no, I'm sorry. Like, not not through all of the, the machines. Oh, like, okay, you're just catching up to the party. Yeah, between the ooze and the party, like, he, like, got it. by the time he catches up to the party, does he feel anything on the, uh, the cypher? Um, you, yes. Uh, in fact, the cypher begins to tug down the tunnel. Um, and also, the as tunnel. you, as you catch up to the party, you hear the same in the back of your, in the back of your mind. Um, when you pass through the shimmery wall and it's cold, but then the wind stops and then you're on the other side, you're going to blast through the tunnel. So go ahead and roll me it. Roll me initiative. Well, if, if I know it's in that direction, he's not going to go down the tunnel. So what he's going to do, he's going to, he's going to land on the ground. Okay. Kind of. Now you see him. Halt. Yeah. Wander bus is in hand and I'm going to cast lightning, a lightning bolt. Okay. Which is a 10 foot wide bolt of lightning which is about the size of the tunnel and it goes 120 feet just the whole <laughs> okay and he he essentially wants to uh to just clean out the whole thing if he can okay at this point by the way the blades are moving pretty quickly like they've spun up to to full speed um, all right so this is this is 8d6 lightning damage they, they need to make a dexterity sa dexterity save I don't know how you want to roll that. Um, I'm going to roll that as some of them are down and some of them are up. So I'm going to roll the dexterity save. And then okay. if they pass, then you don't get all of them. That's a lot of sixes. Uh, what was the dex save? Because they rolled a 16. Um, the save is 14. Okay, oh. so you don't get them all. You get half damage, take, which we'll say is yeah, half of half them. Um, so we'll do... Uh, do, do, do... They take how much damage was that? 19 points of damage to each of them that are uh, in there. <laughs> I'm I'm reading it straight out of the source book. Smash, 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 smash as a bunch <laughs> of these um spinning scythes coming from the the ceiling just splinter and fall to the ground, smoldering slightly as they land with a in the water beneath them um the smashing like the pillars that are compressing down nothing at all happens to those they are giant um giant like rock pillars basically whoa jeb man did everyone else plan. do that did you just ask whether we all saw that or whether we did that because i did not do that no see that man i I'm saw that making sure we're not going crazy I got a plan, guys. And I hold What's up the cipher. 
this is pointing to Fox. We got to follow it. He's that way. And he tosses, he tosses it to, uh, to Zoth. Okay. Do you want me to lead? Sure. Or just tell us which way to go. Uh, that way. Okay. We head that way. Okay, you head that way. You cross the first 80 feet without really any trouble at all. Uh, But when you get to the... There are 50 feet of crushing pillar traps slamming down from the ceiling. To pass through them, you'll need to roll some initiative. What does the ground look like here? It is smooth, um, like like hewn stone with the water in the middle. I got a three. I got a ten. I got an 18. You are standing at the beginning of the crushing pillar section of the hallway. When you enter it, you'll only be able to move up to, you know, whatever speed you you choose to travel at. Um, And depending on where you end, you may need to, like, you may need to make saves to avoid being hit. Um, So you with the 18, you're first. Alrighty. Would taking the dodge action help? These don't roll to hit, you roll to save, but this actually does also say you make your dex throws with advantage if you can see your attacker. So yes, this is still relevant. The dodge action would give you advantage on your dex save. I'm going to take the dodge action and then move either 30 feet, which is my movement, or whatever is... Is there an opening between the pillars? No. Or is it just straight pillar? It's. I mean, there's openings, but it's more like if you're within the range of the pillars then you make the save to avoid them at the end of your turn because they're there are they're all staggered and different timings and some come from the side and some come from the top and it's it's a whole thing and you um, said it was 50 feet of this left yeah 50 feet of this left so you'll only be in it for two rounds like well you'll be in it for one round and then you can go past it um you could try and dash through but if you dash through then you're gonna have to still um yeah. make the save once as you try and avoid them shale also is going to move out he can only move 20 feet in a turn um, but he moves 20 feet into the hallway and is also taking the dodge action. Uh, Wash, what are we doing? I'm going to try and cast Mold Earth on the uh, on the, the wall to see if I can carve a path around it. Just like in Jess Basin's estate, when you cast Mold Earth, the wall moves at first as you would expect it to and then reforms into what it was before. Like it, the spell basically yep. gets interrupted. Yep. Um, then um, he's still got Fly for... You know, that's true. 45 minutes or whatever. So 60 feet of movement. He should be able to get all the way through it. 60 feet of movement. He's going to get the whole way through and you're going to make you have to you still have to make one save if you pass through, but you make it with advantage because you're on the other side. Um, So now you and Shale and Zothkug are going to all roll your dexterity saves and all of you have advantage for some reason or another. The DC to beat is 15. Uh, That advantage saved me. I got to 17. Okay. I got a 17. Twinsies. So, yeah. um, Jeb, as he's flying through, like, he sees one coming and does, like, a quick, like, he just pulls to an abrupt halt, waits for it to leave, and then zooms the rest of the way through. At the same time, um, Zothkug, you dive backwards and, like, get yourself just out of the way of a pillar as it crashes down and then back into its zone as it raises up. And as it raises up, you can see that Shale has been smashed by that pillar on the ground at your feet. Shale has taken... A bunch of damage, and he's looking like like super duper bruised. Um, he is Uh-oh. very slowly attempting to like pull himself to his feet as he lays there. He's like, "I will not give up now." Um, Alan, it is now your turn. 
Alan is going to kind of do the thing that he did with the, the slime. He's just going to try to get through as fast as he can. So he's going to kind of once again kind of step back and kind of like pump himself up and then try to just da completely dash all the way through. Great. Um, you can make your um, dexterity save with advantage. Okay. I'm bad at dexterity, so that helps. He's good. Yo, I got an 18, but I even though I rolled a 19 because I have minus one to my dexterity <laughs> modifier. Let's go. I, yeah. Um, okay, so you are able to make it through without taking any damage. Top of the round begins. There are two of you still in the field. It's Shale and Zothkug. So Zoth, you're going to move the rest of the way, I guess. And take the dodge action. You don't even need to because you, you've moved out of yeah. the range okay. of the pillars. Um, however... Uh, Shale can only move 10 feet because he's prone or he can stand up and then move 10 feet standing. Did he, did he get hit? Is that why? Yeah, he's he got hit. Um, I'm going back for him. I'm going to zip back in. Uh, I've got 60 feet of movement, so I should okay. be able to get, you know, 30 feet to him ish. Yeah. And 30 feet back. Um, let's say he's a halfling, so he's not going to be difficult. So just like a generic like strength or athletics, if you're trained in it is fine too to carry him with you and it's just a dc 10 not, like the average person's workload okay so yeah just a strength check then with a dc of 10 15 all right you are able to pick him up like superman and take him to the end of the hallway um as you come out of the field of crushing pillars however i need all of you to make a wisdom save uh oh come on uh, uh 13 Shale finally succeeded against something. Um, your DC to beat is 15. So. Oh, no. 12. How'd you do, Jeb? 11. All oh, right. No. So everyone You're not getting rescued, Matt. Everyone <laughs> except Shale is frightened, and you must use your reaction immediately to move as back. far as you can backwards in the hallway like towards the pillars or away you are not a after the one round of fleeing you can either stand still or flee again but the only way to do any action that is not that thing is to use your action to make a wisdom save of dc 15 or higher and then you are able to move back towards it okay so does that mean that jeb that? goes all the way back through again because I guess so, because he's got move is six, like 60 feet. Yeah, so you're you just move 60 feet back. So you're on the other end of the pillars again. What what happened to scare us? Uh, there is a rune of fear at the end of the hallway, um, mm. but you you have not quite seen it yet. So Alan, mechanically, Alan that's what will, it is. But your player, players don't actually know that yet. Alan, Alan, I guess moves back like dashes back as well, because you have to you have to move as far away as you can, right? Um, yes, you, you must flee. It doesn't actually say you have to dash. So I guess you could walk if you wanted to, but like, I think you I can guess. choose to dash. You're frightened. You're, you're doing scared person yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's right. It's back through the scythes again or back yeah. through the, the pillars again. Dang. Yeah. Okay. He'll do that. And then on the next turn, he'll try to break the, what's it called it? Um, okay. I, I still have an action this turn. Can I use my action to try and like, like, you know, sure. what the heck was that? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, you would each have to make the DC 15, like, to pass like, it. So he can only save need, himself here. Alan got a 15 on his next one. Do we need to, like, Ooh. see it? Or is it just, like, this aura that's... It's an aura, basically, that's caused by okay. the Rune of Fear. Got it. Jeb did not succeed. Okay. So, uh, Jeb did not succeed. So he's fleeing backwards. Alan's fleeing backwards at least once. And then we know he succeeds. 
Um, so Do both I need of, to make another. Yep, deck both of you make a deck save. Yep, to avoid uh, the the pillars, and the frightened condition. I believe. Seven. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I Nine. Think, oof. Okay, so you both like get to the other side. You've like just saved Shale and set him down when suddenly it like hits you, and you're like, "Oh no, I gotta go!" And you turn around and flee backwards, and both of you just the, right in the in the middle of it just smack get hit by a pillar, which knocks you prone. Uh, each of you takes oof. No, not oof. Yeah. Each of you takes. Uh, okay. Oh man, each of you takes 18 points of damage <laughs> as one of the pillars just compresses straight down into the floor and you are prone. So at the beginning of your next turn, you can stand and then move. Um, and that's yeah, all part yeah. of your move action. We know Alan has broken his, his fear. Zothkug, you also, did you do move backwards? Uh, can I move backwards and dodge again? The only, I think you're not allowed to take an action until you break the wisdom until save. You've breaking the will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so no, you can't take the dodge action. You just move backwards, but you can dash. Yeah. I'll, I'll dash because that's a move thing. So okay, so you dash backwards, um, sixty feet. So just roll your deck safe to get to the other side, but then you're at least not stuck in the middle anymore if you make it to the back. Uh, thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Um, you. Nope, the DC's fifteen. You Damn also it. get hit. Dang, this thing, that rune of fear, really like makes this trap worse than it otherwise would be. Yeah. yeah, you take eleven points of damage as that one of the pillars smart smashes into you. Traps. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so now, Alan, you are both um, recovered from the thing, and it cannot affect you with the aura anymore. It can defend itself if you try and break the rune, but it you won't be affected by it anyway. So you don't have to make another save. So yeah, you can save um, against the the frightened. You can on your next turn. Okay. Yeah. So we're now at the top of the initiative order. The top of the initiative order is rule the 18. Was that Zoth? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then, yes. Make your save. <laughs> All right. You said whiz, right? Yeah, whiz. A whiz That's save. Better. 22. A 22. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. You have recovered from your fear. You are still prone and in the middle of the, the field of danger, but you can get up and, and move out of it if you like. I would like to do that. Yeah. So you've made it just to the other end of the pillars, basically. Um, and then I believe Jebediah was next. I need to make a constitution saving throw to see if I lose focus on my fly spell. Oh, okay. Then you should do that. Dang it. That's not good. That is a six. So my fly stops. Yeah. Um, and Jeb is very, very bloody right now. I'm trying to figure out if you're closer to the beginning or the end of the pillars. I think Wash should decide if he wants to be the top 50 or the bottom 50%, and Trevor should roll a percentile die. And that's where we'll figure right. out how you landed. So, Because one way you can get out safely, and the other way you'd be moving through the pillars. Um, so that's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to decide is which end you're closest to. I'm feeling like a bottom 50 day. Okay. So he needs 50% or lower. Already. I'm gonna be upset if like y'all come all this way and y'all y'all die on the way to rescue me. That would be crazy. What'd you roll, Trevor? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. So that's a fifty percent or lower. So you are closer to whichever side you choose, Wash. Um, I guess you want to be in front of it, right? Um, yeah, have you have you done your have you saved your wisdom? Oh, I guess he hasn't yet. No, not yet. Um, so I don't know if I can get closer to it or not. 
Yeah. Like, should I do that now? Or is that like after I move? Um, that you would do that after you were, you had already moved. Okay. So, um, I'll move, I'll say I'm, I'm closer towards the back. Okay. Like away, away from the rune. Great. So you and, could, uh, you could stand and leave in one turn if you go backwards. Jeb's move speed is only 25 and you burn up half of your speed when you get up from prone, which means he's only got like 10 feet of movement. Yeah. So he's like 10 feet from the beginning then is what we just established. Like he made it 40 feet through and then got hit and knocked prone. All right. Well, he's going to scrabble and, and move and, and get out of there if he can. Yep. As these things are just like boom, boom, boom behind him. Yeah. And he, he like on his hands and knees basically like scrabbles out. And now you can use your action to roll your save. The five plus like not enough. Okay. So you are still afraid and unable to move forward. Um, Shale says to Aulin and Zothkug, you guys need to wake him up. It's it's not real. It's a it's a spell. It's a it's a it's a magical effect. You gotta say say something to him. To who? To Jeb, man. Jeb. Wake up. Come you turn on, around let's, and let's, Jeb uh, is like at the uh, back of the tunnel. Uh, Remember, we gotta save Fox, man. It's a rune. It's just it's just a spell. I can't. I can't. It's like I don't know. Something's wrong. I can't. Mm. Why can't I move? Can Alan see the rune? Uh, yes, you can walk up to the rune now if you want. Okay. Um, is there? Does Alan know whether if you can like hit a rune and make it go away, like strike it? <laughs> uh, you don't know about this specific rune. We'll we'll say it that way. Um, uh, someone who is trained in Arcana could, uh, you know, examine yeah. the rune and try and figure okay. out. Can I? Only if you had it? somebody trained in Arcana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, may I arcana? Yeah. Well, are you, wait, have you, did you, what's Zothkug's status? Zoth is out. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Non-natural 20. Non yeah, he's out of the game. He's retired. All right. With your non-natural 20, um, you are able to both figure out that it can be disabled and also that it can only be disabled by overpowering it with your mind. It requires three, um, DC 15 arcana checks to disable. And they must be consecutive. So, um, can they be by multiple people or by one person? Only one person can work on it at a time. Um, and once a creature begins working on it, the rune of fear has like a, a defensive mechanism that kicks in. Um, each successful check on an attempt to disable the rune increases the damage of the blades and crushing pillars by 1d10. Um, and increases the rune save DC by one. So you, next time you have to make an arcana check of 16 to break through it. Um, it seems as though this is risky. I Maybe we need Jeb to break this on his own. Nah, man, I got this. Alan, does, I, are you sure about that? That's this. Meanwhile, the, the pillars are moving just a little bit faster now. <laughs> Um, okay, each of you can roll your saves uh, or your checks. So Jeb is making a wisdom save and Zothkug's making an arcana check. Yep. 17. Nice. You beat the save DC of 16. So you are freed of the fear. Um, you just need to get through the Zoth. 50 feet of crushing pillars. I got Zoth, it. There's no need to do that now. You got He's a what? Free. 10. Okay, so you also did not succeed. So your first yeah. attempt to break through it has failed. Um, so Jeb needs to somehow cross 
um, 50 feet of smashing pillars. Zathos, don't try that again. He's, he's free. I need to... Jebneys is trying to think... Um, if he gets near that thing, is it just going to happen again? Um, he's not sure if that's if, if it's like if it's like a proximity thing or not. Mm. Jeb, um, we're Jeb, we're here, we're fine. <laughs> like we we made it. Like the 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 thing wore off on me, but yeah. if I get over there, is it going to do it again? No, nah, it's not man. doing it again to us. Okay. And Jeb casts fog step and boom, just like shows up next to them in like a poof cloud. Uh, nothing. You don't need to make another save. You appear there with a little poof of cloud around you, and now everyone is here. Uh, uh, Zoth, is there a chance you have healing apparatus with you? Uh, Jeb, do you have those healing kits? I forgot them, <laughs> and I'm fine. And Jeb is like very clear, very clearly like blood like on soaked fur like on half of his body and there's like dirt caked into it from where he was like pressed into the ground he's just like mud on one side all right um well i have i'm good i have four healing kits left and i have uh nine plants left so between Uh, that something like that would help me greatly right now all right i'm gonna use a healing kit on everyone Okay. So that'll use yeah. up the remaining four that I have. Everyone. Yeah, so I'm gonna oh, tell yeah, you. Shale too. I'm going to tell you right now. Stone sucks. Like, dirt is just way better than stone. <laughs> stone just, like, really, really sucks. From a technological perspective, I would have to disagree. However, from your perspective, I understand why you would think that. At this <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Owlin thing you've ever said. Um. Okay. Uh... So we'll do um just roll it dirt. once and everyone can oh. have the same bonus just to speed things Alrighty. up. Uh ooh, max roll. So ten from the from me and then plus your hit die. That's exactly the amount of damage I took. Hey oh back to where I was. Zothkug earning his keep. That? Yeah. What? Whoop, whoop. Ten plus your How hit die. Oh wow. Like your like the amount of hit die you have. So as a level four person, you would have four. Yeah. Level five. Thank you, Zoth. I can now feel my left side again, and that feels pretty good. Shale's now like splinted and bandaged, and his shoulders wrapped up. That he like he's he's Shale is beat up. Yeah, he's like beat the heck up. But what's crazy is that he doesn't seem like he wants to stop at all. He's like, no, I got this. And he like is just still rolling. He's got the cloak so- over all of his casts and stuff. He's like, casts are just armor. <laughs> he's so cool, guys. He's so cool. Uh, what's what's ahead of us? What do we see? In front of you is a small um, circular room, and on the other side of it, more stretch of hallway leading into the uh, like a, a bigger main room. The water flows right through the center of this room and continues on out of here. And this room, this sort of little circular, like halfway room or whatever it is, um, is almost entirely barren. There's some you know pebbles and stuff on the ground, but there's there's nothing really of note in it except on one side there is a little huddled mass like laying on the ground, slumped on the ground. Uh, hey, you want to check that out? Alan will step towards it, have yeah. like a, a weapon drawn. Shale also but... walks over towards it. Yeah, he's got his one Throw arm. A pebble at it. Am I his... about to get my shit beat out of me? <laughs> 
your your pebble bounces off of um off of the the thing and nothing happens fox you don't feel a pebble bounce off you it's not you um okay. but your pebble bounces <laughs> off of the mass and nothing in particular happens um shale is going to approach it with a dagger drawn in his his hand that's not in a cast and he crouches down alan's behind shale with his Great sword. Yeah. I pulled cried, my dagger out. My yeah. sword out too. And Shale kind of positions himself in a way where like Alan can get a really clear shot. He doesn't need to worry about hitting Shale too. Mm-hmm. And then Shale reaches out and rolls over the body. And it's a merfolk who is um, dead, like cut across the neck by like these really tight slashing lines. Mm-hmm. Um, she's laying there and Shale like takes a deep breath. And he goes, this one was south. <laughs> But no sign of the others. I hope we find your friend too. I hope we find like as that. as many people as we can alive. And you had me tripping there, Josh. You had me tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Zoth, which way do we go? As you ask uh, Zoth, which way do we go? Two hands emerge from a little crevice that was tucked behind the body. They reach out, and the choker grabs around. Um, it grapples Owlin and it grapples uh, Shale, or at least it attempts to. Um, I only got a seven, even though I have a plus five in athletics. So that's, that's rough. Shale is able to spin out of the way. It, the choker rolled a 17. So Shale spins out of the, the reach of it just at the last moment, but it does wrap one of its arms around Owlin's neck and it just yanks you back against the wall. Um, for a d6 of damage as it slams your body into the wall, take four points of damage, and then it begins constricting on your throat, attempting to suffocate you. We are now in our normal combat still. We have 60 seconds to talk tactics, and then both sides will attack. Um, I'm going to frostbite the thing. Yeah, Shale's going to try and cut it off at the wrist with his dagger. Alan's going to try to get free. (laughs) I was going to try and cast hold person on it. I wouldn't worry. About I don't think it's worth wasting it's... a spell on it. This yeah. chokers are solitary creatures. All right. So Shale's going to tries to escape and he does. He got a 17. Alan okay. like rips his neck free just in time for Shale to roll a natural 20 Let's go. and confirm it to slice up at its wrist. And then Shale, knowing that your spell is coming, does a backflip literally wrapped in his cast and whatnot does a backflip out of the way of it and lands like hero posing but with his cast out of the way like lands just on three points of contact with his his dagger hand and his two feet on the ground um and his cloak like like gently settles over top of him it needs to make a constitution save dc 14 it didn't seven points of cold damage yeah, seven points of cold damage on the already significant wound that Shale's dagger has made, and the hand rips back in, and it it moves no more. Ah, it was like coming out of the wall. Dang. Uh, can I inspect well, the body? Uh, yeah, you can inspect the dead body. Roll investigation. We should be on our guard for things like that for the rest of this time down we here. Always be on our guard. Well, yes, I just mean now we know that that's a thing, that specific thing we should look out for. Uh, The only thing you find on the body is a small watertight scroll case, which you are able to open. And inside there is what looks like the kind of rough handwritten notes that you might take before writing an official communication. It's like, you know, little thoughts and and doodles and stuff that's been jotted down. And most of them are kind of blood soaked. Like it was a watertight scroll case, but it was it wasn't closed fully when the person got wounded and they closed it. Um, But one of them that is still legible says under the gold. 
all right, guys, well, there's something about this. It says under the gold, um, and it looks like the guy was wounded when he wrote it here. So I guess there's gold. Which way um, is the device pointing? The device is pointing deeper. Okay. Like further into it the tunnel. Says this way, guys. Um, Jeb is going to try and, and mold earth and just bury the guy real quick. The um, mold earth still doesn't work the way it's supposed uh, to. Dang it. Um, um, does the guy, how long does it look like the guy's been dead? The merfolk is like not, not a fresh corpse. In fact, now that you're like, now you're not under pressure and you're examining her more, like there are several bites taken out of her as if maybe the choker has been kind of feeding on the corpse while using it as bait. Mm. Um, so it's, it's been here for a while. Is there any sort of insignia or something on her clothing? No. Okay. She wouldn't have an insignia, Shale says to you from behind. She was working okay. with me. The whole idea was for us to not be identified. All right. That does make sense as the Grey Watch's kind of whole point is to not be identified. All right. Well, we need to go find Fox. Yes, yep. we should continue on. You follow the path forward and it opens now into a massive expanse, a giant cavern. And the river makes a, like a lake in the cavern, but there's an island at the center and the river bisects it. On the island is a massive stone table and around it are five gigantic chairs or thrones or constructions of some kind. The ceiling above the room is probably eight or nine stories tall. I mean, you know, maybe a hundred feet even to some of the highest points. And then the island itself is just covered in gold and trinkets and brass and it, it looks like a huge hoard room basically. You are standing at the north end of the room, so you've you've traveled to the room south. Ahead of you, on the south end of the room, is just smooth wall. But on the east end of the room, there is some kind of clearly intentional 20-foot-wide tunnel that extends away. And it goes a long distance. You don't see any light coming through it. You do hear the general sounds of, like, murmured talking and you know like activity basically down that tunnel but this room you don't hear any of that this room is is deathly still and silent to your right on the west end of the room there are um, a bunch of like brambles and thorns and things climbing out of the water and up the wall they also stretch across the lake itself so there's this big field of like vines and brambles and and what have you's um, that are crossing the lake. And Shale looks out at it like, what is this place? Well, man, the note said under the gold. Maybe we should look there first. Wasn't the Do note we... covered in blood? Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know if good things are under the gold or bad things. This whole That's... dungeon is bad thing. That is true. Um, Wise words. Does, has has uh, Jeb told us or shown us the device that he's using to find? Uh, I believe Zoth has it box. now, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. holding it. Yeah, he gave okay. it to Zoth. Uh, Which way Zoth, is it pointing? What? Yeah. What? What way do we need to go? Uh, it is pointing basically towards the the island and down. It's pointing towards the island and down. Underneath the gold. Yes, I. That does make sense. We probably need to dig underneath the gold. That's the tunnel to where he is, where Fox is. Fox, you do not hear them, but the machinery that you heard in the distance has stopped. 
Just so you know. Just an update right. for you. So I'm gonna make <laughs> I'll my start way carving toward... into the stone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Make my way towards the island. Okay, you will have to swim there. The That's scary. Yep. It's about a hundred feet between you and the island. The water is freezing cold. So you're gonna uh, first have to make uh, a con save against uh temporary exhaustion for cold. And then it's going to be an athletics check to determine how far you swim. And um, if you're trained in athletics, then it will be whatever you roll in athletics doubled is the amount of feet you swim in the one round. If you are not trained in athletics, it will just be what you roll is how much you cover in one round. So for we're not in combat, but basically for each roll as you advance, I'm going to add to the tension pool. And every time it hits six, I'm going to clear it. Um, one second. Unless you've got uh, some way of flying or whatever. <laughs> I was about that. Uh, Jeb, is, is that... there a way you could ferry us across? Um, we'd need to. We'd need to take a break. I, I, I don't have enough shells prepared to do any more of that. Ah, uh, do we feel as though it's safe to take a break? Chill looks at you one? with the same sort of look that you might give a child that's asked like a really stupid question in a in a school, like. Does this look like safe territory to you? No. Uh, that's what I figured. I just wanted to ask. Uh, it seems as though swimming may be the answer then. The only answer here. I'm not the best swimmer. I am, but I don't know if I could lend any support to you. I have an arm in a cast. <laughs> so perhaps I hate doing this. Perhaps Jeb and I swim. I can try. How far across is it? 100, 100 feet. feet. <clears throat> I mean, I can bamf across, um, but that doesn't that, help you guys. That is that is correct. I um, can't take anybody with me. Maybe you should go across first and see see what's over there, or more importantly, see if anything is in the water from that side. I wouldn't want to um, leave him on his own necessarily. Well, can you Alan, poof back? Alan, do you have a like a bow or something, or does like anybody have? The capability I, of shooting something. I do you have not. something like that, Shale? I I have I this. Throw. I have a hand crossbow. How far can that thing shoot? Like, could you get uh, shoot a bolt across this river? Not reliably, but I mean, the island's pretty big. Like, I'm sure I could get a bolt over there. I also could throw a javelin over across. Um, also, not reliably, but I could. I make have a it. crossbow too, by the way. Okay, how how far can you shoot yours, um, Zoth? Um, I mean, I mean, you're not I... aiming at something; you're just aiming at the island. So, like, as far as you could go, if you like, angled it really high. Inaccurately, the farthest it could go is 320 feet. Oh yeah, okay. So Jeb pulls out one of his little cartridges, and he uh, he like twists it open, and mm -hmm. like holds holds it like a, like a like a like you open up a like a pill like a capsule. Okay. Um, grab one of your bolts and just like like dip it in here and twist it around a little bit. All right, man. Zoth will take a, a crossbow bolt, dip it, and mm -hmm. put it in. All right, and then he kind of puts it back together and stuffs it on there. Um, and he uh kind of kind of rubs on it a little bit, and it starts to emit light. Um, he's gonna cast the light cantrip on it, and so it's going to shed a twenty foot bright light and then another twenty feet of dim light around it. Shoot it over there and let's see what we can see. All right, man. It's awful aim at the center of the island and fire away. 
uh, you have a pretty good range, so you don't need to arc this very much. So as it flies across the surface of the water, um, you're able to see that like there are lots of those kind of thorny brambles and vines and things the whole way across the water. You could conceivably use them to just pull yourself to the other side, but it's going to make the terrain difficult. So if you swim, you'll probably make it faster because you can dive under them, swim a little bit, pop up for air and, and repeat. Um, but you could just sort of pull yourself across that way as well if you needed to. Like you're not really in danger of drowning as much. Um, the island itself as the how long does the cantrip last wash? Um, an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, or till I dismiss it. Okay. So it's not like a distance thing from you. No. Great. So the island itself, the bolt flies over and lands with a chink in between some different coins and things. It displaces a little bit of treasure and knocks it down a small hill of, of hoard. Um, the island's covered in gold and silver and, and other trinkets. It also illuminates the um, bottom of one of the feet of one of the thrones, like the giant obelisk looking feet of one of those chairs. But you're able to see from the little bit of light in a very dark space, a little bit of light is carries a long way. And so you're not able to make out details of all of these things, but you can see that the general slope of the island, it's like a bunch of bumps, um, almost like an egg carton would look. Um, like a bunch of raised bumps over the top of it. And the, you know, the horde piles are obviously matching that and it could just be piles of, of gold, but they're very regular. It seems like maybe they're intentional um, to, to be that way. But that is what you see as your light is kind of stuck there, you know, lighting up the other side of things. I'm going to add to the tension pool just because we put light in a dark room. You may carry on. All right. Hey, this Jet is, Man, uh, is this thing waterproof? The, uh, the what? The device pointing to a fox. As far as I know. I don't think I've ever tested ciphers in in water. Why wouldn't they work it in probably, water, Shale asks. It probably does. Since it is magical, I doubt that it would encounter the same non-conductive issues that uh, electricity would have in water. All right, just checking, man. No, yeah, that makes sense. That's an interesting question to, to to ask about, and I would love to see whether it... I, I hope it works. Fox, above you, you heard a very distant muffled chink as that crossbow bolt hit the island. For audio listeners, he's looking up. Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> my head so, is at you? So so that the half-bloody and mud-caked Jeb is thinking right now, or is kind of paranoid... And I'm wondering if those bumps and stuff are a creature. Did you wonder that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> I, I there's the, ta the table is on top of the, the island too, right? Yes. Massive I, table. I, I doubt that a creature would be carrying that massive table. I I perhaps feel as though if the, maybe the, the, the bumps of gold are actually covering the individual holes of prisoners, perhaps? Mm. Good idea, man. We should get over there and find out. That sounds I pretty agree. weird. It's probably not true. Uh, Zoth would like to use the vines like to steady himself across. Okay. Alan's going to try to straight swim through. Okay. Um, Alan, roll athletics to see how far you cross the first time. Remember, if you're trained in athletics, you get to move double your roll in feet. So double my roll in feet for this is 24 feet. Okay. And Zothka, you don't need to roll athletics because you're taking the easier way. So it's just half your move speed because it's difficult terrain, which I think is 15 for you. Yep. 
Um, you're going to need to track how many feet you have crossed out of the 100 because I'm not going to remember them okay. for each of okay. you. Um, Jeb, are you also attempting to cross the the lake? Jeb's gotten hit pretty hard. And no, I'm going to use another fog step and I'm just going to teleport across. Um, Shale makes it three feet, <laughs> pulling himself by the brambles with his with his cast on his arm. Um, I'm going to add attention pool or attention die to the pool. And I believe that brings us to six. No. No. Womp, womp. Arnar. Fortunately, nothing happens. Arnar. There's a chance that nothing happens. Arnar. Okay, go ahead and roll again for your progress, those of you still in the water. Just I lost my like... d20. I'll be back, sir. Oh, my God. You're not in the Look water, around folks. his surroundings. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to Jeb here in just a second. Um, uh, I, I've, I've traveled 48 more feet. Nice move. Um, Zothkug, what about you? How far? Oh, another 15. 15. Um, yep. And Shale makes it. He's getting up to like a, a sort of speed now. He also made it 15 feet um, of traveling across there. Uh, and then there's another tension pull. We can go again. Okay. Uh, Owlin is across. Okay. Halfway, a little under halfway. Great. Shale is the furthest back. Um, go ahead and, and calculate again. I'm going to keep calculating until we hit six because Zothkug's moving steady increments. Or. Man, that looks six, exhausting. Six I'm really glad I didn't do cross. that. It wasn't too bad. So for six me. turns, I, you I made it to the swam. other side. In like from when I started, it took six turns to get across. Okay, so only Shale is in the water for this second rolling of the tension die. Shale is moving his way towards you, and then something behind him begins to surface out of the water. Okay. And then, in just a quick as a flash, single splash motion, pff, Shale is gone. Um, did he have to make a save for that? Yes. Can I have noticed that and force a chronal shift for him to uh, sure. to either re-roll that save or for the creature to attack? Absolutely. You can force a, a shift for him to re-roll the save. So he's re-rolling it. Unless, does that, I'm not sure how chronal shift works. Do you need to do any rolling or does it just happen? No, uh, it's it's my reaction that causes a creature. Well, it says within 30 feet. I don't know if they're if it's within 30 feet or not. Um, he's probably within 30 feet by now. He's basically crossing the water. I rolled all of his distances and turns and stuff. Okay. So, so sure. So it forces a reroll, uh, an attack, a, uh, a ability check or a save. Great. On a so you force can a, see within 30 feet. So you force a reroll of his save. Let's see how he does. The creature surfaces out of the water and in a single splash movement, shale is gone. And then after about 30 seconds, Shale erupts from the water, his dagger in hand, streaming blood as the creature, now eyeless, spits him out. He flies the remaining 30 feet towards you and takes a bunch of fall damage on impact and falls okay, unconscious. He fall Oh, okay. Uh, roll uh, strength to catch him. He's moving at high speed. Not gonna be good, but it's as a Jeb is a tiny something. guy. Yeah, mm, that's an eight. All right, you cushion him 
I'll take one one d six of fall damage off for you to cushion him and give it to you. You can take one d six of that. damage. Um, okay. and he. Oh my gosh! But he rolled max damage on the remaining three, and he oh, still dude, falls unconscious. Just holds his arms out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's not dead, but he is unconscious. Um, yeah. as he just like lands with a crunch uh, on Jeb Fox, you hear. And then something sliding, you know, across what sounds like a bunch of different metal objects all like skidding up above you. Hello? You all hear whatever Fox says, but very, very muffled. I, uh, one second, Fox, I think. Uh, I'm going to pull out a plant and cast uh, Cure Wounds on Alan will, Alan will begin digging uh, at his best guess of what pile of gold he, it sounds like Fox is under. Sure. Uh, roll a d6, Alan. Okay. While he's Perfect. doing that, Jeb is going to grab the cipher from Zoth while Zoth is like patching up. Okay. Or like, you know, working on. Uh, Are those it, voices outside my head? I rolled a four. Okay. We're coming for you, pup. Uh, Jake, it's so funny to me you said that early because I was just about to say, unless Jake rolls a four, it points you to a pile of gold next to Alan, but you rolled a four, so you're at the right pile. Um, oh, let's go. So it leads you to the same pile that Alan is digging in. I am assuming you're just going to help him dig too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got the, got the mole claws at the ready. Just So you toss aside probably priceless, you know, vases and tiaras and all sorts of different like masterwork items and crazy and you know, gold by the by the gazillion. You're just digging through the care. two of you working together, the mole and the barbarian racing to see who's better at digging through piles <laughs> of junk. After about probably five minutes of digging, which to you, Fox, sounds like the world itself has become white noise reverberating around you. At the end of your digging, you finally find um, like a stone circle with slits in it for air to come through. And through those slits, the faintest amount you can see Fox underneath it with his hands over his ears or her ears because she still looks like the dwarf princess but she is just like in this cell kind of backed up into a corner. And at the same moment as you, um, as you find Fox, Zothkug is reviving Shale. How much did you revive him for? Eight health. Eight health. Okay. So Shale like <gasps> takes like a breath and wakes up from his unconsciousness and goes, did we, did we find them? And then all of you at the same time here. And on that note, tonight's Dungeons and Dragons no. session comes to a close. I want you to know that there's something really cool coming up at Wing Badger Tavern. Something that we have been talking about doing for ages but haven't had a cool opportunity to do it. Um, we are giving Wash Brunello the reins to run a uh, two or three part, uh, basically one-off adventure in our campaign with some of our most engaged viewers. So we're gonna be joined on stream by Belly, Belly Savalis and by 1d10 force damage, as well as our very own Trevor and Jake to take part in an adventure that Wash will be running. Matt and I will not be present. We will be in a different country uh, doing important do you, do you classified business. What, uh, We're doing important what? classified business for the well-being of our other nation. other country yeah. business. Other country yeah. business, yeah. Mm. Um, you might remember but, me from the hit show, uh, Wing Badger Gaming. That's right. <laughs> um, that'll be starting uh, the first, I think the first um, Monday in May or in June might be the first 
week of that. Anyway, it's like end of May, early June that that's going to kick off. It's going to be rad and we're so excited about it. I'm thinking maybe in the next few weeks we'll tease, uh, we'll have Wash tease just a little bit of the premise of the adventure, you know, at the end of, at the end of sessions. I think that'd be really fun. Sprinkle it in. Yeah, just sprinkle it in there, you know? No sprinkle, sprinkle. It's, it's going to happen in my day. 30th. My 30th. My 30th. But until then, from all of us here at Wing Badger Gaming, a rowdy GG's and a loving 